0: This is Acts chapter 4. I'm going to get mic'd up. again. This is Acts chapter 4 from verse 22 to 31. And it starts halfway through a story, so I have to forgive that. For the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old on their release Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them when they heard this they raised their voices together in prayer to God sovereign Lord they said you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. With great boldness, stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly.
1: Shall we stand the cross for gospel? Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. And I'm reading from the fifth chapter, starting at verse 10. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness
0: This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O God. So, the passage that we had from the book of Acts, as I said, it starts halfway through the story. But that story is. Peter's healing of the lame man at the temple. You may recall the song that I certainly used to sing in Sunday school, Peter and John went to pray and met a lame man on the way. Then Peter and John are arrested by the temple authorities. An arrest which actually gave them the opportunity to preach the gospel and provide miraculous evidence of its truth That could not be gainsaid. Hence the prayer about God turning even the rebellious nature of people to good ends, just as he had done with the crucifixion of Jesus at the hands of the authorities. As Thomas Aquinas famously wrote in his Summa Theologica, this is part of the infinite goodness of God that he should allow evil to exist. And out of it, produce good. Under the threat from those in power of continued chastisement, if they preach the gospel of Jesus again, the fledgling Jerusalem church pray together that they'd have the boldness to ignore those threats. To see them as a further opportunity for God to bring good out of evil and asking that the preaching of the gospel would continue to be confirmed by signs and wonders. As we seek to bring the gospel to our communities should we expect persecution? Of course Do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you, says 1 John 3.13. Indeed, Jesus warns, if they persecute me, they will persecute you also, in John 15.20. And John also says in our New Testament passage, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. Unless we travel to certain foreign countries, we are unlikely to suffer torture or death for the sake of the gospel, as do many Christians today. But standing up for Jesus in our culture frequently does mean being insulted or being falsely accused of evil. You'll know this just from paying attention to our media. In such situations, we must be careful not to respond in kind. That is the the natural fallen human nature response, isn't it? To lash back, give as good as you get. Instead, as Christians and followers of Christ, we're we're called to rejoice and be glad. And we must take the opportunity to obey Jesus' command to love your enemies. And pray for those who persecute you. Matthew 5, 44. Well, again, as we seek to bring the gospel to our communities... Should we expect signs and wonders, particularly healing? Of course, although we should not perhaps expect them very often, after all, miracles are, by definition, the exception rather than the rule. You only notice that a miracle is a miracle because it's something that is unusual. And we shouldn't necessarily expect them to be manifest in the individual ministry of every believer. It would seem that in the Jerusalem church, the apostles, such as Peter, had a particular anointing for miraculous healing. Nevertheless, it was the whole church together that prayed to God to continue to manifest his gospel in that way. Moreover, Acts 4 indicates that miracles perhaps cluster around the active proclamation of the kingdom of God, the messiahship of Jesus, as uh, a confirmation uh, an explanation, a living parable of the kingdom. There is a connection between speaking the word and seeing signs and wonders, a connection that I think continues to hold today. And I'd like to close by illustrating that point with two uh, eyewitness accounts of Contemporary proclamation of the gospel going hand in hand with signs and wonders. One is an eyewitness account from the newsletter of the, the Jesus Film project. Uh, you may have heard about this um, Jesus Film. It's been the, the most watched film um, in history, translated into the most languages and so on, and teams of missionaries take it all around the world and will set up a little... Uh, a projector and a screen in a field um, here, there and everywhere and show it to people. Well, here is in the team uh, leader's own words an account of what happened one day uh, in 2006 in a village in Africa. When I arrived, the worker was trying fruitlessly to persuade the chief. He wanted nothing to do with Jesus, the film, and declared, I'm a Muslim. I'm a Muslim leader. I lead the mosque and I'm the chief of this village. Since this village has existed, we have never allowed any other religion. You will do nothing here. With the Holy Spirit as my guide, I respectfully replied, we're coming here to to show you and your people the Jesus film. Preach the gospel and heal the sick. He responded, what did you say? Heal the sick? Really? Is that possible? Yes, if you allow us to show the Jesus film and preach the gospel. He looked at his second in command and fell silent. There was a pause as he thought. The chief turned back to me and said, really? Heal the sick? Okay, we want to see this. With his permission, the film team went to work at a large soccer field. About 5,000 people came that night and filled the field. It was standing room only. Something was happening. As the projector started, I went to the car and prayed, asking God to give me a word for those people when the film concluded. They were deeply moved by the Jesus film, and over the microphone I called out, how many here recognise the need for a saviour? Almost everyone raised his hand. There were a group of young people on my right. Some raised their hands and voices. We want our sins to be forgiven. Then others on the other side cried out, we want our sins to be forgiven. Everyone began crying out to God for mercy. So in that mercy, I led the entire group of 5,000 in the prayer of salvation. And then I spoke to the crowd. This Jesus is not only a savior, but he is a healer. And today he wants to heal anyone who is sick. Bring your sick forward. So one by one they came. First about 12 men and women with back problems. He healed them all instantly. They brought a young deaf boy about eight years old. The Lord healed him. People kept coming and kept being healed. God was at work affirming his word and his son. It was simply incredible. On my right stood the chief, The leader of the village and the mosque. Now I turned to him and said, do you see what's happening? He answered, yes. Can I say something to my people? I gave him the microphone and he stepped forward. To the 5,000 he spoke, what you have thus seen is real because there is no man who can do what you have seen unless God is with him. And with these people who have come to us, the Lord is with them. Now bring all the sick from the village. Go home and bring them here. As I continued to pray for the people, a father came running. He was holding his daughter. She was seven years old, born totally blind. He pleaded with me, please pray for my daughter. I said, do you believe Jesus will heal her? He answered, that's why I brought her. I prayed and then moved my hand across her face. She started to move and followed my hand. She was able to see. She moved her head to the left, to the stage, to the lights. She was just amazed by the lights and everything she was seeing. Still in her father's arms, he asked her, Do you see? Do you see? She turned her eyes to him and looked on her father's face for the first time in her life. She knew his voice, but had never seen his face. The look on both their faces was amazing. She answered, I can see. You.